Should I eat one Reese's Peanut Butter Cup or two Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? That's the question. All the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. A monster. I don't like right. peanut butter, though. That's me. Oh, God. This podcast is over. Can't wait for the dessert at your wedding. No peanut butter, that's for sure. <laughs> if there's no peanut butter at this wedding, I'm not going. <laughs> that's a... It's a weird hill to die on. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> you can bring your own. I'm going to bring my own peanut butter to your wedding, so you tell nut allergy people to stay away from me. <laughs> Anybody needs a dose of peanut butter, Lex is carrying. <laughs> and you know what else you could be carrying? A computer science post back degree, which you can get online from Oregon State University eCampus with flexible academic plans to help you balance your studies with work and life. Two of my favorite things. A post-bac allows you to use your existing bachelor's degree in any field and take only computer science courses to earn a second bachelor's degree online. The best part? You don't need any previous computer science training to enroll. Learn more and take the next step at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash rebound. Don't forget that slash rebound. That's how they know we sent you. Oh, oh, well, please. The floor is ceded to uh, my distinguished colleague from New Jersey. <laughs> I'm the first distinguished person ever to be from New Jersey, but also, uh, also Lex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I intended to be an Apple News subscriber, <gasps> an Apple News Plus subscriber, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead, I'm not because Ooh. I found the interface wanting in one really annoying way. And if it had just been me, that'd be okay. But my, my daughter, Anya, complained about the same thing. And she was a key part of my cost amortization of doing it. But it's really not quite possible, at least in a way that we could find, to subscribe to the magazines we like. I could, you know, tell mm. her, I want this magazine to show up, but it would only be like for that issue. I want the new issue to pop up automatically. I want to give me all the issues of all the magazines I want without me having to click through the ridiculous alphabetical interface. I'm sure it'll get there, and then I will consider resubscribing. But the way it is right now is just dumb. And if I'm using it wrong, then maybe I'm dumb. But me and my daughter are dumb. So come at me. <laughs> that was one of the, the biggest frustrations I had with, I, I still have a subscription, but I don't use as much as I used to, which is the Marvel Unlimited, which is Marvel's comic service. Yes. Was I always wanted to just be able to like say, let me know oh, when yeah. there's a new issue of this series. Yep. And mm-hmm. there's no way to do that. And I'm like, why? That, that seems like total like... That's day one stuff I want. I want to be able to build a list of, of series that I am reading and have it alert me so that I can go read them. <laughs> well, when you look at apps like that, they're making choices like that. You have to wonder, what's their end game? <laughs> That's uh, the extent, that the extent of references I, I get can it. Make. One second. Let me, let me tell you what I think of that. That was a joke about snapping. <laughs> it's fine. Lex wasn't oh, going to get it. I thought it was a clap. <laughs> no, it was a snap. It's clearly a snap. No, okay. uh, I just right. want to say. Sorry. Uh, okay. Terrible. It's not a visual medium, Dan. Mild Avengers Endgame spoiler alert. Uh, whoa, Although, whoa, are we doing this? <laughs> note that I haven't seen it, but I just want to yeah. say, I, uh, a friend was like, are you going to go see it? And I was like, no, I don't see movies about uh, superheroes unless they feature Howard the Duck. And my friend's like, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. So you saw Guardians of the Galaxy then? Also, no. <laughs> also, no. Yeah, well, there you go. See, you're just a liar. Yeah, yeah. you're a lying liar who lies. Mm-hmm. So that was update number one. Okay. Well, wow. All right. Um, is there another? Is, is there any more? Is there a Mrs. Update number two? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the best part. There is totally a second update that I wanted to discuss, and I cannot come up with it right now. But when I get it, I'll let you know. Oh wow. Good. Well, I have. Um, 
So I, I, I tweeted last week that I ran into an issue with my iPad where I had these flickering lines on the display, which yes. was very annoying. And I Googled around and found somebody else who had run into this problem, and they had gotten it replaced by Apple. So I made myself a Genius Bar appointment. I went over, and I always seem to end up with geniuses who I feel like are are on the newer side. And so they just spend a lot of time explaining things, and you're like... Oh, it's one. It's like when you call in, right? And like you were I like, can I just hit the button that skips me to people who know what we're talking about? Yeah, right. Uh, so I had this person telling me a lot about like, oh, you know, these iPads, you got to be very delicate with them. I'm, I only, you know, I'm always very careful about putting mine in my bag and all this stuff. I wear gloves at all times. And I was like, I have literally owned more iPads than I can count. <laughs> I've never run into a problem like this. <laughs> then, then years you are old. Yeah, oh, Admittedly, possibly, I'm not great at counting, but still. It's not my high point. <laughs> anyway, so I after they told me that replacing it would cost basically more than half the cost of the iPad uh, or repairing it, it was the same cost, which I found perplexing. Uh, I also had another genius suggest just restoring it and setting it up as new, and I decided I like that it sounds sarcastic that. when Dan says it. <laughs> What's that? And then there was another genius that was <laughs> so called genius. <laughs> I, I well, I was told maybe restoring it, and I was like that restoring it and setting it up from new with none of my stuff on it, and I was like that sounds like hell. I am definitely not doing that. <laughs> and so I went today to try and start filling out the extended warranty claim because I turned out I bought it on a credit card that has an extended warranty, and of course I got about halfway through that process, which was annoying in its own fashion. Before I looked at my iPad, I was like, oh, it's not doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sh- perfect. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come the back. System, the system works. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come back because it, it feels like one of those it stupid intermittent problems. But I'm, I'm, it's dumb. I don't know. It was really distracting when I like it would show up, especially on like darker backgrounds, and it would just be like four lines, uh, sort of like the backlight almost, just like flickering mm. in high frequency and. Yeah, I was surprised. I hadn't seen it be widespread, but I did find one thread about it, about somebody saying they had the same problem. And I was like looking at it, even like videoed it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what mine looks like. Um, so, yeah, that was, I don't know what's going on with that, but it it would be a shame because this iPad's not even two years old yet. Yeah, it would be unacceptable. It, it's, it's bad enough, honestly, that I could, if it came back, I certainly think you could do the credit card appeal, but I also would consider like the Tim Cook email as an option. Mm, I've never tried oh, wow. the Tim Cookie. Go now. right to the top. That seems uh, it's a ballsy move. Listen, you've given them I'd start a lot with of the Phil Schillery. and true. a lot of coverage. That's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> my, I told my mom about it. She's like, did you write an article about it? I was like, no, nah, I don't like to write articles about those things. Because <laughs> then people blame me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of my update. Oh, good. I don't have my iPad on me, which is going to make this trickier, but it was about my iPad because I told you guys on a recent episode of The Rebound, previously on The Rebound, that I was considering uh, the purchase of a new iPad, um, a a new iPad Pro, and it's just too expensive. I'm not going to do it. I I think the price just gets too high too fast. And I had a (laughs) friend who I was advising. Why are you laughing at me? Just like you noticed that, huh? Yeah. I had a friend. Who I, I sometimes was, I think about what I paid for mine, and I'm just like, man, that was a lot. Of cash. <laughs> well, I had a friend who I was advising that was a lot of coin for that thing. Today. I do love it. I do love it, and I use it all the time. So it's anyway. funny but though because I did look at one point about buying a new one. What if I was like, all right, what if I just sold the one I have now and upgraded? And it was like I could get like two fifty for the one I have now. And it's like that yeah. barely yeah. makes a dent. But like, Plus if it you flickers. look by. The regular iPad, not the iPad Air, but just the regular iPad that's out right now. Like today, uh, Amazon and Walmart, today as we're recording this, they were selling it for 250 bucks at 32 gigs, which is not enough, 
32 gigs, but like still, you can get those for That's 250 cheap, bucks. And if you go That's to cheap. the next uh, size, which I think is 128, I think they skipped 64, it's mm-hmm. still like in the mid 300s. Or you can get one of the iPad Airs for or minis for like in the mid five and 600s. Or you can get the Pros for like a thousand billion I, trillion dollars. I will say there was a 11 inch Pro <laughs> with 256 on sale at Best Buy today for 800, which was a pretty good deal. Yeah, but oh. they just oh that I, is good. That is a good deal. Jeez, what I and I the reason waited. I wanted to do it <laughs> all of a was, sudden, Apple Gear is getting discounted everywhere, which is a little weird. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> is there a place on the Mac to see your purchased apps? Like you used to be able to do it in the iTunes app. I don't think you can look at your apps in the iTunes app. Are anymore. you looking at your iOS apps or Mac apps? iOS apps. Mm, no, uh, I don't uh, think but so, so. What well, I ended up doing Not on the Mac. I, Honestly, I should have just asked Dan for his because I bet he would have given it to me. But what I ended up doing was buying an Apple Pencil, the original Apple Pencil, for my existing iPad Pro. Because the number one thing I wanted out of a new iPad Pro was I wanted to not take paper notes in meetings, which is the thing I do a lot. Uh, and I've been using an app that I would like to share the name of, but I don't have my iPad here. I don't know what the app is called. <laughs> it's got a U as its icon. I'll follow up next week, I guess. But, it's um, the Uber app. Yeah. Um, but I take a lot of notes in the Uber app is all I'm saying. Just, right. <laughs> Great conversation. I'm completely, I'm completely misusing it. Pay your drivers uh, more. But, you can, in fact, see all your downloads and purchases in the iTunes still if you go to the account view my account option. But I'm not sure there is. It's not. Easy to do that, though. Oh no, it's there's no way to search or anything. But if you bought yeah. it fairly recently, then it's you should be able to find it. Well, I'll quick. try while we're talking. But what I what I what I find amazing is just how good that stuff is. Like these these are not Newtons. Uh, the only challenge I have had with the handwriting <laughs> oh, come on situation is I know it was no emails here, blow. my friends. Low blow. But the, the the only challenge I've had is uh, a. Uh, really a software slash mostly Lex Friedman problem, which is I tend to I have a mostly Lex Friedman problem. (laughs) (laughs) I tend to write in uh, all capital letters. Uh, Like I I basically write in small caps because my capitals are, are, thank you, neater than my (laughs) lowercase. Um, And so I was like, why why is it making all my notes shout at me? And then I realized (laughs) that it was that. Uh, So I have to write in lowercase, which I'm honestly not that good at, but this app is just recognizing everything and it's it's been extremely helpful and it converts it automatically and whatever and i, I don't know i am my question was what i use kudos iPad to you unknown developer yeah, yeah. we're gonna, uh, and the we're name gonna of place, that place five dollars on the tomb of the unknown developer <laughs> the name of that so app I'm, is i'm in the app for the itunes thing and i don't see it you guys talk i'm gonna grab my ipad that's the faster <laughs> way to do this Okay, so uh, here's here's my problem. Do semen, uh, as we say in um, oh, France, ooh, in en français. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Karen feels that she is going to be in. She feels like she would like to get a new laptop. <laughs> That's yeah, okay. I, I probably don't even really have to say any more than that right now. Um, she has had oh, no. a two thousand. Let's see, it's a two thousand fourteen uh macbook air and Mm. she which she likes but feels is getting a little slow and she's gonna have to do the thing where she like she's running into a bunch of like she's migrated this account so many times that it just needs to be wiped and started start over again because she's just running into weird problems that i can't solve and it was like you just have to wipe this account and start over again because that's the problem is not existing on any of the other accounts on this laptop and, you know, it's probably because she's brought this account forward since, like, 2004. Mm-hmm. So, the question came up as, as to which laptop she should buy. Sure, yeah. <laughs> all of them? Buy and all the laptops? The, 
And the best answer that I could come up with was like the 13 inch, the old style 13 inch MacBook oh, Air. Oh no, no. Because because the old, I mean, because the new, I don't trust the new keyboards enough. Um, I don't think she's going to be crazy about the ports, although she doesn't think it's going to be too much of a problem with the with the just she's just like oh, I'll just buy adapters. I don't care, and and she's she does want like the you know because she's she's a private investigator. She likes the added security in the new laptops, and she really likes the Touch ID thing. But I was like, I think you need to wait two months. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's well, it's it's almost May, so you're really talking about right. just about a month. Yeah, a month and a half, right? Yeah. Uh I feel like at this very moment I would definitely wait if you can get yeah. by because you might as well see if anything comes out in June. If not, or if nothing comes out in June, like there are no improvements. I mean, I have you know hardware wise, aside from the keyboard, which is a big asterisk, I've heard very good things about the new MacBook Air. I know a lot of people really like it. It's got the Touch ID, right. which is great. Uh, it seems to strike a better balance between the power of the Pro and the portability of the MacBook. Um, and, you know, it's got a little more, got more than one port. Um, and a lot of people like it. And I think the biggest drawback, and I speak as someone who's still using a MacBook Air, older MacBook Air, is like the lack of a retina screen on those. I find just, it is yeah. it is definitely... Yeah noticeable and is definitely my biggest frustration with that computer and investing in a computer that you're going to use for probably several more years that doesn't have a retina display feels like maybe it's not the best option but yeah i don't know it's yeah. kind of tough with the whole keyboard issue it's, i agree right now i just yeah we, i think we came came to the conclusion that we just have to wait for another month and a half and then see what happens yeah i I'm hoping. I'm not super optimistic about it. I'm going to be honest. I I don't think um, you don't think there's going to be a new keyboard, or you just don't think there's going to be new laptops. I I don't think either. Probably. I mean, I think really. I think there's better chance that there are new laptops than just a new key. I mean, well, sure. I think there's a better chance that there are new laptops without a new keyboard. Let's put it that way. Right. And at that point, I agree with with Gruber that like it seems that seems like a mistake. That seems like a like a tone deaf sort of thing when yeah. there is clearly a lot of energy being talked about, especially when their answer in the past has just been like, we've redesigned it to make it better at these things, which are not the things that you are actually complaining about. <laughs> um, but right. there's clearly an issue. There's clearly an issue. And I don't quite buy the like only a very small percentage of users. I know there's an echo chamber effect, but like it does not seem like it is that limited in terms of its applicability. Yeah, I I mean I my keyboard has been almost almost perfect. I mean I don't I don't like the keys. I don't think as much as I like the old keys. But I you haven't had fine. actual problems. Like you but I have had not had actual same. problems. Yeah. The right shift key eh, a little bit a little bit of a problem. But I don't I barely ever use that. And I and I and it's not like so bad that I notice it. So there are I mean obviously real problems with this keyboard that people have but like John I I my right shift key is just fine thank you all my keys are good and I I really like the keyboard I was primed to hate it and was afraid that it would malfunction and instead I love it and it works great why you why like why, why do yeah, what do you like love it? about it yeah. I like the way it feels I don't know okay. I I have never been a fan of you know the spongy feeling keys which is what I associate in my head with the loud keyboards although I know not all of them have that spongy feel and I like I I don't I am not a keyboard nerd 
Um, but I like what I guess you would term the low travel of them. It just feels like it's faster. It feels like they ricochet better. Mm. Like if you're playing the piano and you, um, I just bought an electric piano keyboard, which is not the same kind of keyboard as you may know. But <laughs> if you want to hammer on a note, you need that note to bounce back up again so you can type on it really quickly. And I just feel like the, the keys are always ready for me. Like as soon as I type on it, it's ready to go again. And I like that about it. I don't know. I really like it. That's fair. I like it a lot. I, I, you know, I wrote, <laughs> I wrote a thing this week, uh, this past week for Macworld talking a little bit uh, about interfaces and stuff and laptops in particular like how i i'm kind of in the same you know my laptop is also a 2014 my 11 inch air and i really like it and i would but i you know i'm getting to that point where it needs to get upgraded but in order to do that i feel like i want a more substantive (laughs) upgrade and i I sort of use that as a launching off point to talk about the fact that since i there's a rumor that ios will be adding pointer support uh, support yeah. for trackpads and mice in iOS 13. Uh, starting at least starting right. out as an accessibility feature. Yes, right? uh, yes, uh, fairly well substantiated. It sounds like uh, I think yeah. that originally with Federico Vitici. Um, and I thought, well, you know, that seems like if the if they're going to bring pointer support to iOS, then I feel like touchscreen Macs like seem like a thing that should be valuable at least for those as who long want as them. Touchscreen mouse integration on the iPad is more than just cursory. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. That was really good. That was, was really good. Right. For those of you at home good. keeping score, that was pretty good. <laughs> let's uh let's let's down arrow that a little more. Let's go to the videotape. Oh. Anyway, I all I wanted to say about that was boy, lots of people get really angry when you suggest a touchscreen interface on the Mac. Yes, yeah, because really you, made this point, you made this point yeah. on Twitter, but people assume when you talk about a touchscreen Mac that it means that it could only be touchscreen. Right. But no, it's still also a Mac, yeah, god yeah. damn it. Yeah, you don't and you have only to, need use to look a at Microsoft Surface laptop tablet thingies to see that, oh, this can work. Because those have there are ways that those things mm. are impressive. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't want to use one and I don't like them, but you can see that the design itself could work. Because you can see yeah, people I, go to the type and now let me flip this around because I'm gonna use it for a demo or whatever. And like it is there is smart. I, I do think that people anybody who says this is impossible no one could ever make this device work i think that is a stupid argument (laughs) i think that's a stupid argument too i I think that you know if your assumption is because microsoft did x y and z apple has to do exactly x y and z also a stupid argument uh and i think a lot of people were yes a lot of people are afraid that that will fundamentally change something about the mac uh again i as i as we just talked about i don't think this means removing the existing interfaces i think it is an addition and especially given the fact that we're about to have we're gonna have a gigantic influx of apps that were designed primarily for ios starting this fall probably and yeah if they're designed for ios they're designed for a touch interface so why not at least make it an option so i i'm kind of intrigued to see if they decide they want to do that. I'm not sure that they will, at least not this year. But I could, I mean, the MacBook has not been updated in a long time. I could see a more substantive update to that that involves a touch interface, possibly. I don't know. Uh, but I think it's time that they, there are so many innovations that Apple has spent its time bringing back from iOS to the Mac that they've left off like the one, which is arguably the biggest like revolution in device interfaces which was multi-touch um and i find it kind of surprising that they haven't really well the one time they tried it. to bring anything touch like to the mac the touch bar all you people complained about it so <laughs> well i, I mean, blame it, all of you there are a lot of other things in there too that were not well implemented i don't think the force touch thing on the on the mac is particularly well implemented oh um, I love force touch on the mac it's 
See, people think I'm an Apple hater, but I like that thing. It's so perplexing because it's just not that applicable. Like, it just doesn't work in that many places. But you can click deeper. Yeah, but, like, you you, you yeah. use it for literally looking up words, and that's it. That's all I use it for, 100%. I think, there's a, I think there's a longer way to go between just bringing iOS apps to the Mac and then slapping a touch. I mean, obviously, that's a simplification. And there's a lot of operating system stuff that I think needs to happen before that. I'm not should be convinced done. that's true, but or, or, or at least I'm not convinced. I agree with that. I think that there's a lot of utility that you could get even from the current way that the Mac OS works from a touchscreen. Doesn't mean that it would be the perfect way for I everything to I, work. But I think try, there's a lot to try, you can get try and hit. Try and hit a. It's I mean, the only I, the I only example you ever give. Is set to. I don't know what your screen resolution it's is. It's going to be about stop and hit One of the controls. One of the stoplight controls <laughs> at the top. But and that's see literally. Which one you get. What if you don't use that? Like I mean, uh, try it. Like for example, I'm thinking things like I like to scroll web pages. I think that could be very easy. I think there are a lot of buttons and controls that are really easy to hit on it. Yes, the, you the have two definitely. Ways to hit, know this has to happen. Are one if you use an iPad Pro for a while, or use really just an iPad as your computer for a while, and then go back to your Mac, you will try to touch it. Yeah, no question, hundred percent. And I can even imagine it'll know when your fingers close, right? Like it'll start to get it. And I can imagine that some elements of the interface even could change. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so too. well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think they need to as do that your first fingers, before. like when your fingers there, I, like it literally animates to. However, however, it's done. It needs to do it. Bef- they need to implement that before they put a touch screen on the Mac. I, again, I'm not convinced that that is the case, but I understand your argument. I'm not convinced that they will do I, that. Well, I mean, I, I, because I've used, I mean, we have a Windows touchscreen laptop in the house, and I find it absolutely Gross. maddening. <laughs> right. I, and that may be the case, but and, again, and I see Hank using it all the time and how much he, you know, he wants to like it so badly. <laughs> <laughs> but again, the, the example yet, particularly of the way that Microsoft implements something and the way that Apple might implement something. I know, but what seem... I'm saying is that they, they've done it in a bad way. And and I'm saying that Apple at least needs to do it in some way before it, it just magically is going to work. Fair. You know what does magically work, John? <laughs> I, I'm going to find out. Digitizing your memories. Support for today's show comes from Legacy Box, the world's largest and most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. I'm about to ship my second box to Legacy Box at my own expense, dear listener. Uh, the, you send them your photos, your, your videos, your anything, your slides if you have them. And they convert those bad boys to digital formats. I've got USB sticks and... Uh, uh, DVDs of old photos, movies that I made as a kid. It's uh, movie. Uh, the one I'm sending in next is my uh, my daughter's baby naming, which I haven't seen because it was shot on I don't even know what it was either VHSC or Hi8, and I don't have to know. I just got to put the tape in the box, and they take care of the rest. Save your family films and photos from degrading or being lost forever. All you have to do is send in your legacy box filled with old home movies and pictures. Then they'll professionally digitize your moments onto a thumb drive, digital download, or DVD, or even a human thumb, if you pay them enough, I bet, and send all your original recorded (laughs) moments back, along with the perfectly preserved digital copies. It'll give you peace of mind and a great sense of accomplishment. Better yet, it will ensure your family history is preserved forever. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash rebound to get 40% off your first order. Go to LegacyBox.com slash rebound and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. For the future, it's a good present. 
I modified their tagline on the fly. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? So listeners have been waiting. They've been waiting for the real-time follow-up, but you guys were mid-conversation about Max, and I don't mm-hmm. want to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, a U. It's just an upside-down U. The icon is an N, <laughs> and the app <laughs> is Nebo, N-E-B-O. N-E-B-O. Somebody okay. was recommending something to us the other week when we talked about this, and I can't remember if that was it or not. But it it's called, been. I believe it's called My Script from Nebo, or else oh, it's I've, Nebo from My Script. Is this, the, is this the My Script keyboard, or is it an app? Oh, this is a standalone app, okay. Nebo, the best way to take notes, uh, myscript.com slash N-E-B-O. Uh, it's excellent. It's, it's how my brain wants it to work is how it worked. And I just happened to already have it on my iPad because I just searched for like Apple Pencil and I was like, you have this app. And so I used it. It's been fantastic. I had a third-party keyboard for a while and now I'm trying to look and see which one it was that was like a, a keyboard that you could just, it, it put like a writing space like where the keyboard was. And you could like write in that space, and thus you could write essentially in any app. Um, but you wrote on like where the keyboard was, and that was mm-hmm. not bad. It worked okay. It's clever. And so this this app will convert your text into print. Yeah, it shows you yeah. what it's thinking the words are as you write. Uh, uh-huh. It corrects them. It's also it's using everything, right? It's not just looking at your handwriting. It's also doing the same things that the auto suggesting keyboards do. I think I don't know that for a fact, but that's what it seems like it's doing. And everything that I, the ways that I, I never read any manual for it. Any way that I expect it to work is what it works. So if I see that it's got the wrong word, because it just, you know, it doesn't do the actual conversion until you tap a button to tell it to, but it tells you what it thinks it is in like a little tiny print. And if you see it gets something wrong, you can tap on that. And it's like, here are other things that word might be. And at one point, it just couldn't figure out at all because I was messy. So I just crossed out my word and it erased it from the <laughs> auto corrected, like from the typing part. And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted to do because that <laughs> word was wrong. And it just keeps doing that to me every time I use it. So I'm a fan. Yeah, that's pretty good. I've, I've used uh, GoodNotes a bunch, but that's the only one I've really tried. But that looks promising. It's $8. It's not a, it's a, uh, it's a solid app. Listen, apps cost money, Dan. I know, I know. <laughs> what am I, made of money? Yeah. I already bought the pencil. Dollars. See how much the pencil cost me? What? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, how honestly, much did my iPad cost? The, um, the, I've all, I even wrote an article back in the day, an op-ed for Macworld saying that people should spend money on apps, basically because I wanted developers to like me. But <laughs> the... They do. But do they? So the, except Marco, he doesn't. Jeez. But, so, but the... Um, <laughs> The the number one thing that makes it easier for me to buy apps is that a couple times I listened when Dan Frakes would tweet out, uh, here's a coupon to get a $75 iTunes gift card for $50, or oh. here's a coupon for a $100 one for, for $80, and I bought two or three of them. And I was like, now I have hundreds of dollars in my App Store account, and I've had that hundreds of dollars in my App Store account for years. <laughs> so anytime I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> so actually not price anything. It's worth it because it's all there and it's been there forever. You've, you've already so paid for it. So it just feels like free money. Well, exactly. I mean, and, and the I'm, I'm not did not mean to suggest you should not pay for it. It was mostly a a a do I use my pencil enough? Would this innate would this get me to use my pencil more? Well, let's see. Might, yeah, you might use it more. I don't know. I don't know. The, the thing pay that eight dollars and find out, Dan. I but it's, it's supposed to be eight dollars <laughs> for the privilege. Do we make it? I don't think I made eight dollars <laughs> off this show yet. It's like that's a small popcorn Gosh. at the, at the <laughs> movie theater. I don't buy popcorn. I literally smuggled snacks in the end game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you're gonna put do you you're popcorn? gonna put Regal Cinemas out of business. <laughs> Next, we're gonna sign up for Movie Pass. <laughs> <laughs> John, put movie pass out of business. <laughs> you eat popcorn, you get thirsty, you get thirsty, you drink water, you drink water. It's a three hour movie. 
Yeah, I I managed to, I managed to nail that. I, oh, just I, took I, little, I just took little sips and got all the way through. I also managed to yeah. I also managed to not be myself in a three hour movie. <laughs> High five, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we have Great so much to celebrate guys. this week. I'm, I'm really proud of you both. <laughs> we didn't we didn't urinate ourselves in a movie. I theater. didn't see the movie and I peed in my pants twice. So that's we're, it we're was the very real exciting. heroes of Endgame. Yeah, I'm just saying there's some there's some really exciting points in this movie, so it it is not nothing to not do that. Uh, <laughs> um Is this show what you thought it would be when we started? <laughs> You mean tonight or <laughs> no? In the very beginning, when Dan first rebounded, uh, it seems pretty consistent. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised, really. I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, as you might recall, our first episode was just entirely about the the U2 album that we, that we all got for free. <laughs> When did it turn into an Apple Watch show? Was that a few episodes in? I think. Well, no, the emergency because the U2 album showed up, I believe. At the event that also had introduced, but did not the the Apple Watch didn't didn't oh, go on right. sale, but yeah, was introduced yeah, yeah. at the same event. Right. So I think it's technically always been an Apple Watch show, at least until Lex stopped wearing an Apple Watch. <laughs> and we're all like four Apple it's Watches deep. Apple, it's still at, at its heart an Apple Watch show. Uh, I actually had a comment about the um, I've been using the uh, Apple TV a bunch this weekend. We rented a few movies, and I found the my Apple TV has been very touchy. Like, just very annoyed at doing certain things. So, like, we would pause, you know, we'd start watching a movie and be like, all right, you know, we watch an hour, we got to go do something else. So, we'd pause the movie, walk away, and come back. And I would try to tell it to, like, continue playing movie. And it would just, it would, like, spin. Like, it would just give me the little, like, spinner thing, and it would never start again. I had to, like, I tried force quitting the TV app, all this jazz. I had to restart. And then, like, I got it to work. That's what I, I, that's the first thing I try. Yeah, I really should go to that first, but I was like, well, quitting the app sometimes works. Yeah, I don't um, even, frankly, I don't even know how to do that because I just restarted. It it's annoying. Time. And, and it only, usually that clears up an awful lot, which is dumb. It does, but it like, shouldn't. the thing that drove me crazy this particular time was I did it and then like literally within the same day, I went to do something else and it did the spinning thing again. I'm like, usually when I restart something, it like mm. it's good for a little while. And yeah. I also get frustrated with the fact that I really like that when you put the TV app in the top row, it gives you your cue oh. up at the top. When, when, do you know when that was that you were having this trouble? It was like over the weekend, Sunday, maybe. I think it was yesterday. You think it was yesterday? Okay. Yeah. Maybe because s- it might have been Saturday night, too. I don't remember. We watched that's what we watched. That's a lot what of I movies. was thinking. I was thinking Saturday night. I thought maybe I had some trouble with it. And I'm wondering if, like, were you streaming something? I mean, was it. Yeah, I was rented a movie and I don't think I downloaded from, it. So I from, the, from, uh, iTunes, from the Apple from store. From iTunes store, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I was just trying to stream something from the iTunes store as well. Interesting. Well, maybe it was because something, that, us, something that I had purchased yeah, before two of us a long, were doing it. That was the problem. Right. You was, two are <laughs> the only people I know who rent movies from iTunes. So that was probably it. it was I did not rent. I, I, you know what? I'm not even sure I've ever rented a movie from oh, iTunes. Oh, I only rent movies from iTunes. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I just like, uh, I've I don't literally know. never done that. Yeah. Do you, what, you just buy them? I have occasionally rented from Usually. Amazon. And I usually just buy them. See, I don't watch movies repeatedly enough to buy them most of the time. It's just the price doesn't make sense to me. If, if I know that's the thing. I figure if I twice. watch it one more time, I'm practically there, right? Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I often just don't. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to manage a movie. It, depend, yeah, it depends on the movie. 
And for a long time, I was, that's why I was still subscribing to the, like the, I was getting Netflix discs for forever. Um, because the, because the ones that I wanted to watch that I didn't think that I wanted to keep, I would get from there. And then I finally just like decided I'm either going to buy it or I'm just going to see what's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it would also be different for me, you know, not having a kid too, is the other part. Like I know there, yeah. I know that's a different, slightly different use case. We don't, we rewatch some movies. Like, I own some. Like, you know, I buy all the Star Wars movies. That's about it, because I know I will watch those enough times to make it worthwhile. Um, oh, I watch those on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> no, you don't. But, yeah, a lot of the stuff, I mean, between Netflix... I've seen every Star Wars movie. ...and Amazon Prime, uh, I don't... I tend to either have it for streaming, or occasionally it's like, oh, or there's a movie we want to watch, and it's not on one of the streaming services, I will just rent it. I'd rather hmm. pay the four bucks than the ten or whatever... When you rent, do you rent in high definition, I assume? Yes. The only time I don't, if it's on Amazon, is... If it's an old movie. Right. If it's an old yeah. movie, then I don't bother. It doesn't make sense to and me. No, yeah, you, you right. don't get anything out of that. I yeah. also... Um, there's a funny debate that I have with Anya sometimes. If we're going to watch a movie and it's only available to rent from Amazon or to watch on Roku TV, and Roku TV is free, but they put in commercial breaks. Oh. And I'm usually like, all right, let's do that one because it's free. And then at the first commercial break, which is like an unskippable 90 or 120 seconds, I'm like, nope, we're going to go pay $4 so I can immediately find my price on ads. Like, I would rather exit and go to the Amazon screen and then search for it and then pay for it and put in my pin code on the freaking remote and deal with all of that than watch 90 seconds. I, I'm or totally with you because it will do the... So I'll search in the iTunes uh, or sorry, in the uh, Apple TV has a search app, right? And it tells you yep. all the different apps that you can get a thing in. And I will occasionally run into cases where things are like movies were available in like the FX app. But again, like the like that, they put ads in like you're watching it on TV. And I immediately like, yeah, yeah same thing. It's like, no, watching no. movies on TV was one of the worst experiences <laughs> to ever watch a movie. They put in commercials because yeah, the they, commercial honestly, breaks are always they're always so awkward. It's not just that, but they yeah. take shit out or they censor. Right. Shit. I don't even know if they still right. do that, but it's still it's all so deeply ingrained with how the TV edits of movies. Oh, for worked. sure. No, yeah. there's there's nothing worse than an ill timed commercial break. But I do want to say. <laughs> Tomorrow, I saw this coming. <laughs> when I go uh, into the city, I'm not going to my office tomorrow. I got an all day uh, conference to attend in Manhattan, and then after that, I got a dinner. It's the whole thing. And my usual outfit is a button up shirt and jeans, but not tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to an event, and I need a suit. And you know, dear rebound listener, I will be dressed by Indochino. Who am I wearing? Indochino. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements, or mine in my case, for an unparalleled fit and comfort. They tried to send me ones in your fit, dear listener, but that didn't make sense. <laughs> but that the was process uncomfortable. Is you visit a stylist in one of their 40 showrooms in North America, or don't leave the house. Just go online. You can measure at home yourself and shop online at Indochino.com. Uh, you submit your measurements. You get a custom suit uh, in the mail not that much later. Uh, this week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $379 at Indochino.com so long as they enter the promo code REBOUND at checkout. You're going to pick everything. The colors, the lining, the lapels, everything you get to choose. It's $50 less than the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. Again, it's Indochino.com. Our promo code is REBOUND. You get any premium suit for just $379 and free shipping. It's an incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. I wear them. I wear two of them, but not at the same time. Once you go custom, you don't go back. It's custom or bust them. <laughs> Man, they're not paying you enough. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the reason Indochino buys a lot of ads on the show is because a lot of our listeners are buying suits, and I appreciate that. But you got to find ways to spice it up, and today it was Bustum. So there mm. you go. Nice. Worked. Worked. It's working for me. I The suits are flying off the virtual shelves. Sh- should we talk about this New York Times article about the um, the parental controls apps? Yeah, I've to. only followed this sort of tangentially because I it, it happened over the weekend and I was just I was busy, yeah. so I I kind of was catching up on it. I guess it sounds like people uh, app develop third party developers were making apps that are kind of like screen time, but they were using the MDM features, yes. which are the main oh, I've forgotten middle basically man, uh, middleware mobile device management. Right. Thank um, you. Yeah, so it installs a profile, and basically they set themselves up. At, so the mobile device management process was set up by Apple, or you know, whatever you want to call it, system, um, so that basically schools and enterprise corporations could manage the devices that they give to students and employees. And supposedly, I mean, I haven't read the licensing agreement, but I've read people talk about the licensing agreement, and they said that in that licensing agreement it says you're only supposed to use it for this. And a lot of companies have used it for a lot of other things. And I've talked about this before. I mean, like Hank has installed stuff that like in the past that I've just been like, oh, my God, because there's things that, be, you know, because um, when you play Minecraft, I mean, there are all these these um, uh, mods that kids want to install. And on Android, because apps can affect other apps, they have these they have apps that can inject mods into the Minecraft app. Uh, they can't do that on iOS, um, except if you have these profiles, it lets you somehow do this. I don't even know how, how it does that. But so he had these, he had these things that were in like these profiles that were signed by like the Shenzhen Aerospace Corporation or something like that. I mean, he's crazy. Like, what the heck is this? Get this thing off here. But they can be installed from just like a web page. And unless you, unless you provision, the device beforehand yourself using the apple configurator tool he can install anything i mean he, you know, he can go to these web pages installed so eventually i had to and do that it does it does um, kind of warn you when you install them but it's yes, probably but also like a kid on occasional, who wants right. a kid who oh, wants I, minecraft I, mods is not going to care about no that. i agree and what i'm yeah. saying is but i think anyway, that apple has to warn you too like it's yeah. on occasion when you've restarted the phone or something say like hey don't forget yeah. Uh, right, this thing is installed. Well, more to the point, install. it should be a, as it, I think we've discussed before, it should be a restriction you can put into place using the parental yes. controls. Yes, I completely agree with that. Anyway, this is the let's aside note because that's not what, you know, I mean, these companies were not doing something you know, so nefarious, but they were yeah, completely nefarious. On the other hand, they were still taking control of, you know, like an excessive amount of control over the devices because that's the way the system worked. And so they could, you know, they install VPNs in order to do sort of some restrictions on uh, web traffic and stuff like that. But at the same time, they get all that information that passes through the VPN. They get all the search history. They get all the, all the internet traffic. They could, f- and there, are, I believe there are ways that they can figure out like what apps are installed and a whole bunch of other things. And these are de- the devices of children and they're gathering all this information and well, it's you know, whether they're, whether they're liter- whether they're all doing that or not, is not necessarily the point. They had the ability to do that. And I think, frankly, Apple should never have allowed them to do it in the first place. But they think they must have done it because they felt that the parental controls pre-screen time weren't enough. And they knew that it would be sort of a knock on their platform if they didn't have that level of control for parents to be able to use. And so they just punted it until they 
made screen time and now they're pulling them all off the yeah it, it, from an optics perspective the timing was not great for them to do this right after they essentially introduced this feature you know or like several months after i guess so but like in close proximity uh, well it's i mean the other hand it's not they're not making any money off of it either though no i'm not, I'm not i mean but in the article the article made it seem like oh well, apple's doing this because they want you to use your phone they want kids to use the phone they want kids to get addicted to their phones that's not why they're doing it that's that's just that's that's like if that's they, what these companies are saying because now they can't sell their stuff on the app. On the if app store. they if they really wanted to do that, they would not have introduced their own tool for managing this. That like yeah, that right. seems counterintuitive. However, I will yeah. also say all I'm saying this is sort of analogous, or at least reminds me of that issue that came up a few months back where Facebook and other companies were making mm-hmm. an end run around the app store by using the enterprise right. enterprise developed yeah. app stuff. It's yeah. sort of a similar thing, right? Like a stuff developed yeah. for enterprise usage that apps are using and probably shouldn't so apple also cracked down on that which made a lot of sense so right yeah i think so it's and they they complained the companies complained about apple's forthrightness in what they were doing and i can understand that we all know that the app store process and the review process is basically broken and apple is using its low level of communication frequently in order to just do whatever it wants it doesn't explain I'll take the, other the side. rules. I'll, I'll play the role of John Moltz here and be the Apple defender. I agree <laughs> that it is flawed, but they still go through yes. an immense number of apps and generally get it right the vast majority of the time. In large part, I think, because most actors are pretty I, good. You know, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with that. Too. I actually agree with Lex. Um, so, I mean, I wish, that they, I wish they were better communicators, <laughs> but at the same time, if these people didn't know why they were getting bounced from the store, <laughs> they're, they're idiots. <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh, totally agreed. And I will say, and this could also segue to another topic, I installed a proxy app uh, intentionally, uh, I think called Charles Proxy. Um, oh, that Charles if it's, Chuck. You know Chuck? If it's, if it's doing what it says it's doing, then it's helpful. But I wanted to, I was looking at the, um, another topic, I was looking at the Luminary app, and back before mm. uh, stories broke wide, at least on Twitter, Luminary, a podcast app about whether Luminary was rehosting podcasts, mm. I was I had seen on the Mac that it was. I, had, in fact, was testing with the rebound and saw that it was uh, seemingly rehosting the file on its own CDN. What? And Should we file went, some sort of... No, no, <laughs> we're good. They stopped. <laughs> yeah, they, I guess we did not follow <laughs> yeah. the story on the old Twitters. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I wanted to know what the iOS app was doing. And I was like, I don't want to do this by tethering to my Mac and going that way. There must be apps that can do this. And I Googled around and Charles Prox was one everybody said to use. Uh, and I believe it's merely running. It, it's, it says that it's capturing all the connections that your device makes. And it doesn't say it's doing anything to any creepy servers while it's running. But of course, they can filter those out. But I only left it turned on, uh, you know, while I was trying to profile what URLs that app was hitting. And... Uh, even that felt scary to me because you had to install it. It's very, very easy to install it. It doesn't really tell you this could be super alarming. It does sort of, but it's so subtle. It looks like every other alert yeah. on iOS. So you're like, yeah. oh, it can't be that bad. Uh, and then I noticed that I got the VPN icon in my uh, status bar. Yeah. Even when I had the thing turned off within the app, and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And I saw that like even though the app was not on, that it was still a, an available VPN option. So I had to like remove it from over there. But like it's uh, it's creepy. Yeah, yeah, I've there's... I've removed a bunch of the profile. Like I've used some prof- stuff that installs profiles before, but I deleted the Macworld profile the same day. So I deleted my Macworld <laughs> VPN profile this past week, and I haven't worked there in about four hundred years. <laughs> yeah, the only one I have is the one that I I think I mentioned on the show recently. There's a piece of software for the for macOS Mojave that lets you set up the VPN there, 
and it generates a config file that you can then open on your on your iOS devices. So that's the so only it's your thing. own. It's your own VPN. Exactly. So I know yeah. I know exactly where it came from. But I, the only right. other cases I've used them more recently are for like the beta profiles, um, because that was a way to get the the uh, you can install the Apple Watch beta profile via a link generally. And so that's like you can go through a web page and say, yep, I want to install the Apple Watch beta, but you install the profile on your Mac. It's a little confusing. Or not your Mac, your your iPhone. Um, yeah, but that's it is an extremely powerful way to get around a lot of the restrictions on iOS. And I, I 100% agree with, with Moltz that it, it should be something that you can turn off. Yeah, for for it should it should have been able. You, yeah, they should have been able to turn this off a long time ago. I mean, I don't know with that. I don't think that that shouldn't conflict. I mean, like because if an enterprise configures the phone beforehand, they would be able to turn that option off. So it's not like they they deliver a device to somebody and it's already been configured, and then they just turn the configuration off. But it, that wouldn't. I mean, I, there's I definitely I, yeah. a way. There's I, definitely a way around. I don't that. see. I don't see any real technical reason they couldn't do this. I think no. it's unlike. Yeah, I think I think it's probably more of a case of. We just didn't really think about it being something like how often were kids really going to run into installing profiles, right? And it turns out, oh, yes, well, when people abuse it quite a lot, actually. So we'll see. iOS 13, maybe. Yeah. Not much else going on in that update is what I what I understand. <laughs> Cursory was a good joke. <laughs> just following it? up. Just following up on jokes that I made during this podcast. <laughs> Earn your computer science post-bac degree online from Oregon State University eCampus with flexible academic plans to help you balance your studies with work and life. A post-bac allows you to use your existing bachelor's degree in any field and take only computer science courses during a second bachelor's degree online. The best part, you don't need any previous computer science training to enroll. Learn more and take the next step at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash rebound. Yeah, sometimes the fun part is that you're when you correct yourself, you laugh about it. So yeah, right. it will suddenly be this really awkward, like start laughing in the middle you're of an ad read laughing, yeah. for no for reason. No reason. <laughs> Let's just do the whole show. Yeah, one, time. yeah. Uh, <laughs> one more. No. Yeah, for for safety. <laughs> <laughs>